Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And thank you for listening to the Creepcast. If you want to share any stories or fun facts about topics we've t- discussed on our podcast, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. And if that cramps your style, we also have Twitter, which you can find us under at castcreep, both C's are capitalized. We also have Instagram. <laughs> find us on the gram at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have the Facebook, because who doesn't have Facebook? And if you, you don't, us. you're a serial killer. I mean, serial I'm getting off Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) But our Facebook is The Creepcast with Brian Burr. And we also have a website where you can find the link to all these lovely things and our Patreon, which is thecreepcast.podbean.com. Yeah. Thanks again. It's It's Thursday night. (laughs) And we've had alcohol. Good Austin (laughs) Cup. That was going to be a little salty if we didn't get that. Oh, my God. Three times later. Here we go. Yeah. Better not have those deleted figures. And delete. No! No! I was so excited when I was doing the edit, though, that my... I was like, when I did the first papa thing, and I was like, fuck. I was like, was that in that first one? Or, like, one of the other ones? Or is it, like... Or is it in this one? And I was like, I don't know. Well, fuck it. And then I got to the spot later, and I was like, yes! Yes! (laughs) Papa! Papa! Not all was lost, see? Exactly. It was great. Oh. But anyways, hi there. I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome back to the Creep Cast. Because, you know, we creeping. We bopping over here. Yep. <laughs> it's Satyrs Part 2, motherfuckers. Uh-huh. It's a two-parter we did on purpose for once. Yeah. And I think I blew Austin's mind. <laughs> He's welcome. Because I think the last time we tried to do a two-parter, it was like maybe 10 or 11 pages. I think it was the Brie Major Triangle, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it wasn't like it was like a longer bow, but I was like, "This is doing two parts." I was like, "This is a bad idea," and it was because then I was like, "This is a two-parter, motherfucker." Part one, ten pages. Part two, eight pages. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no, no, uh-uh. no. Unless we're just crazy. doing a thing on pop me pop media. <laughs> yeah, pop culture. We're doing, we're doing pop media now. <laughs> pop pop. Do you like Coca-Cola? Because I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but pop culture, which we should still do for Snow White and Cinderella. Should do the pop like the like uh, the drag queen pop. Oh, I I don't know if I can do that. Culture. (laughs) That's loud. I I can't handle. See, you have a pretty solid one. Yeah, drag queens do these tongue pop things, and I don't think I can do Fucking it. Fucking loud as shit. <laughs> I know, it's hilarious, but I love it. I am here for it. Yeah. What was it? There was a video I was watching where they were like, oh, yeah, I can, you know, show you how to do it or whatever, and it's them flicking a bottle cap. Yeah. And they're like, see? <laughs> Anybody can do it. Just don't <laughs> let, who did they say not know? Alyssa? I think so. I don't know. Alyssa Edwards is the drag queen that is... One of the ones, like, a lot of drag queens do it, but I feel like she's the one on Drag Race that is most mm. known for mm-hmm. it. But anyways, so yeah, Satyrs, part two. Yes. Part two, because, you know, we're not done. Reading through this one, definitely not as much penis as the first one, that's for sure. So, if you were a little scarred from last week, this week will be a little bit better, but only slightly. You're welcome. So let's... Do this shit. Mm. So, 
picking up from where we left off last week, we're going to be starting in later antiquity. Oh. Do I know what that means? No. But I'm going with some kind of era. Antiquity. Don't they usually do that for sales and stuff like that? It's like... You're thinking antique sales. No, they say antiquity. Antiquity? I don't know. Listen. I do like me some antique stuff. I do. Stuff, you know though. what I miss? Antique Roadshow. Oh. I love watching that shit and then finding uh, when people like find out like they have this thing in their basement and it's like thousands of dollars (gasps) and then i love the people that are like i'm pretty sure this is worth something and then they're like five dollars i'm like suck it i just like the people that are like it's probably not worth anything and they're like it's actually worth like fifty thousand dollars i'm like oh what oh what just take my money right now i know i'm like why don't i have any random relatives that left me anything fancy I mean, it could be those grandparents that you make fun of all the time that you lost already. I don't make fun of them. They're just dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like, but you're just like, they're dead. What what idiots? Like, no. You're just like, but I couldn't care less because my grandparents are dead. (laughs) Dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally, they're dead. And that's, you know, let's see, because what was it? I think my grandpa on my dad's side was the one that went last. And I was in middle school. Oh. And I've blocked out most of my childhood, so, you know, I don't remember how to respect old people. I mean, I should bring you over to Grandma again. Oh, my God. She's senile, though, now. She is, but watch. That bitch will somehow still remember me. Is that Bray? Is that Bray? Did she come over to see me? Well, she is really light-colored. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty hard to miss. She likes her bright colors. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, hey, gotta go, just go over there. (laughs) Hi, Grandma. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Leo also wants to say hello. He wants to say hi to Grandma, too, apparently. In the void. Hello. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Yes. But, yeah. So, antiquity. Before we got distracted on Antique Roadshow. Love that shit. Mm-hmm. Hellenistic era. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, the... I could... Iconography of satyrs was gradually conflated with that of the pans, plural forms of the god Pan, who were regularly depicted with the legs and horns of a goat. Ooh. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to those other goats at the do- um, fucking fences. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I want that. Or the, or the screaming goat. <laughs> I was going to make that my ringtone for the, for the group chat. Oh, oh my no. God, yes. I just so love... That way every time you guys are texting or whatever, it's just screaming. <laughs> I would love that. Also because of when they made that parody of the Taylor Swift music video oh and replaced her like, oh, with the goat <laughs> screaming, and it's the best. My favorite one is also the turtle when it's humping things. <laughs> Oh my god, no, I did it. We had we saw tortoises humping at the zoo we went to. <gasps> I so want to get a turboed car so because like turbo cars have a, a This thing is a hard a, turn. No, 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 it's not. It's not. Okay. But uh, they have these things called blow off valves, so that way it releases the pressure so that way it doesn't damage the uh the turbo. Uh-huh. And so people will do different sounds for this. So they like they do like duck calls and stuff like that. And so I'd want it to be like that. For the turtle humping too. <laughs> so you just hear this car. That's <laughs> 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 stupid. And that was Cars Corner with Austin. <laughs> <laughs> you know slightly more now. 
None of it meant anything to me. <laughs> You're just like, loud noises, phony noise, loud noise, phony noise. I'm like, what is happening? I feel dumb as fuck. Anyways, <laughs> so, so by the Hellenistic period, which was 323 to 31 BC, satyrs were beginning to sometimes be shown with goat-like features. Meanwhile, both satyrs and pans also continued to be shown as more human and less bestial. Ooh. And, um... Scenes of satyrs and centaurs were very popular during the Hellenistic period. They often appeared dancing or playing the alos, uh, the maenads that often accompany satyrs in the archaic and classical representations are often replaced in Hellenistic portrayals with wood nymphs. Hmm. I'm a tree, bitch. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be me as a wood nymph. <laughs> and I'm a tree, and I'm a person, and I'm a tree, Because <laughs> fuck you, bitch. I'm a tree. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Count these rings, bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, count these rings. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. I this really is like why <laughs> I was not born any type of supernatural being. Because the higher <gasps> deities knew that this is going to be outrageous. Like and this the, is probably a bad idea. Buckle up, kitties. This is going to be a tough one. Human it is. <laughs> Human it is. And Tommy Kimmy, Tommy Kimmy. Human. <laughs> womp, womp. So artists also began to widely represent scenes of nymphs repelling the unwanted advances of amorous satyrs. Scenes of this variety were used to express the dark, beastly side of human sexuality and are removed by attributing that sexuality to satyrs. Who were part human and part animal. In this way, satyrs became uh, became vehicles of a metaphor for a phenomenon extending far beyond the original narrative purposes in which they served during earlier periods of Greek history. Some variants of this theme represent a satyr being rebuffed by a hermaphrodite, hmm. who from the satyr's perspective appears to be a beautiful young girl. These sculptures may have been intended as a kind of sophisticated erotic joke. So oh. they're just into phenomenon. What kind does? of, yeah. <laughs> the satyrs were into Futinari. The thing where the women have penises. Oh, that's what that's called. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't watch porn, children. You'll learn way too much. Watch Bible Black. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> or was it Black Bible? I don't remember. No, you had it right. But... I, I don't know, but that... <laughs> I've seen some things. And for your own safety, don't. <laughs> I was going to cosplay as them. Like, I know. When, <laughs> I when they show in the beginning and they're cop uniforms, I was like, I'm going to go as that at ASUN and see if anybody fucking catches on. Fucking oh, you know. Do it. Really? You're going to go to a convention full of nerds and think that no one's going to know who you are? You never know. There's some innocent children there now. <laughs> I'm totally into anime. Naruto. <laughs> My Hero Academia. Not saying that's a bad thing, but it's just a popular one. Yes. It's like mainstream anime, which is nothing wrong with that. But that one's actually legitimate. No, no. Well, it's now gotten legitimately good. Well, I'm not saying, again, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just the saying. The point is, the ones that are like everybody knows of now. That's the point. And listen, I was an Aratard once. I know things. And then it started getting like Dragon Ball Z long. And I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. If I have the attention span for this guy's anymore. Guys. I think, <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I left off. I mean, it's I was only definitely, 300 episodes. I definitely made it into Shippuden. 
only 300 episodes, did you just say to me? I struggle watching a single season of things sometimes. <laughs> There's five seasons of Gotham, and I'm still like, hmm. Yeah, but those are hour longs. Yeah, but still, hmm. My main bitch over here hasn't p- finished Penny Dreadful yet because it was ruined for her. It was. Someone was like, you're going to hate the ending. And I'm like, well, now I can't finish it. And I think I only had like two episodes yep. left. Because it was like, already ruined. I liked because it. So fuck off, bitch. Because I don't want to cry. Eva Green is beautiful and I don't want to see what I've heard happen to her happen. But if her head, it doesn't happen if she didn't finish it. Yeah. So I do. It's that. I hold book grudges. Oh, yes. There's this one book series that the main character started acting like a real hoochie. <laughs> but not like, not like a, okay, like whatever, I'm, you know, I'm like being this way. It was just very like poor decisions all around. And then when it came time for her to choose just one of the people that she was like Into. messing around with, she picked like the completely wrong one. And I was like, I can't continue with this series because this main this. character is a moron. I don't know how I made it through the Twilight series, to be completely honest. I did it. <laughs> If, I never even read any of it. Well, you can't read Austin. That's why. And <laughs> <laughs> thus saved. Listen, as a teenager, Twilight, great. As an adult human now, would not read that. Nope. I would maybe make it to like the second one. Although Whitney Cummings, I feel like, says it best. Where the guy's like, I want to kill you. I want to eat you. And she's like, and the girl's like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, literally, that's Twilight sometimes. Yeah. Uh, what is it? I think that's on um, Money Shot. If you ever get to watch Whitney Cummings' Money Shot, you should watch it because it's hilarious. Is that the also, one no, that's the newer one. You should also watch her newer one. Got it. I don't think we've seen Money Shot. Money Shot was on Netflix like forever ago. I think we might be able to find it on YouTube, but it's okay. probably still on Netflix. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Oh, trust me. I know. She probably tried to look for it just recently to like rewatch a while back. Oh yeah, it was not there anymore. Netflix why? Netflix. Papa. Because <laughs> they have to, like, cycle in new stuff. Uh, cycle out the bad shit, then. Why? Yeah, I was going to say, listen, if Amazon Prime has room for Velocipaster, I think they have room for Winnie Cummings Money Shot on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That's logic. It's not allowed here. <laughs> you know better. <laughs> Exactly. This, this is your first strike. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just looked over at Amber's notes. And in big letters at the top, it's a thing of hippos. And I still don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. I tried okay. to help myself, and getting, it just fucked me over. And I'm like, getting, hippos. Getting back on track. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of hippos, back to this week's topic. <laughs> Uh, the Athenian sculpture Proxyxales, a uh, sculpture pouring satyr, represented the eponymous. See, that's why I, th- I was thinking of hippos. <laughs> <laughs> the eponymous part. <laughs> Still didn't help me, though. <laughs> but anyway, the satyr was very human-like. The satyr was shown with uh, as being very young in the line with um, Prioxoles, Frequent agenda of representing deities and other figures as adolescents. Wow. I know, right? Because, yeah, teenagers, they're so great. I'm kidding. I was about to say. But also not kidding. 
But also I was a teenager once, so I get it. You disgust us. <laughs> I think back on me and I'm like, ugh. Hey, we weren't that privileged and obnoxious. Listen, I had to listen either. to my mom's talk about how he made a teacher cry like three times. And I was like, you were awful. <laughs> she made a teacher cry? No, he, one of my managers who shan't be named. Oh. But yeah, was like talking about how he was just the pain in the ass kid. And I was like, ugh. I was like, we would have never hung out. Mm-mm. Or we might have. We had a weird group. But also I had to tell him about how you beat up someone once. Yes, once. <laughs> well, my Just favorite once. my favorite story <laughs> of you beating someone up. Which one's that? Anyway, uh, this tendency is also attested in the description of his sculptures of Danaeus and the archer. Yeah, archer. Archer. Ar- Ar- Eros. Eros. Sorry. Um, Written in the 3rd or 4th century AD by the art critic uh, Callistratus. 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 Mine was completely off. (laughs) (laughs) Doing your best. I am, damn it. Making up words and shit as I go. (laughs) Right. Uh, The original statue is widely assumed to have uh, depicted the satyr in the act of pouring an ordochu. Oinocho? I don't know. I don't it's, know. It sounds like it's got to be like some kind of pitcher. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, this was over his head into a cup, probably a cantharos. Uh, cantharos. Cantharos. Again, some type of cup. Like <laughs> whatever floats your boat, man. Um, Antonio Caros describes the satyr in this sculpture as a gentle youth and a precious and gentle being with soft and velvety skin. That's creepy. I know, right? (laughs) I saw the soft and velvety. I was like, this is so weird. This is so weird. Why are you doing this? (laughs) The only hints at his feral nature were his ears, which were uh, slightly pointed, and his small tail. In the ancient Rome... The Romans identified satyrs as being, um, I'm sorry, satyrs with their own natural spirits, spawns, fawns, fawns. I just pictured out just an army of, like, spawn, like the the, the anti-hero or whatever, <laughs> fucking spawn. I love it. And this, like, flowy cape. I love him. He's great. He's so good. <laughs> that movie is something else, but... Oh, my God. That's the movie I want them to redo. It's like a yes, no. They were supposed to be redoing it, if I remember correctly. Love it. If they were to do it, it was supposed to be... um, That's what I'm saying. It's like, this is where Hollywood is, like, fucking up, is because it's like, they need to be remaking movies that, like, have, like, the potential or have, like, that good base Mm -hmm. storyline or things that, like, could be good. And then redo it to where they're actually good. Instead, Instead of, they're like, you know what you need? Another fucking Spider-Man. You know what else you need? Talking lions. Ugh. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, I know. I haven't watched it because I've heard horrible things about it. I haven't it. seen that. I haven't seen Lady and the Tramp. I haven't seen Aladdin. I'm like... I might even watch Aladdin. I heard Aladdin was good, but as long as you don't compare it to the original. The originals are childhood. Of course, we're ever going to compare everything to our childhood. Yeah. Also, Mulan's not going to have any music. Excuse you? Well, I mean, it's going to have music, we... but it's not going to be, like, songs. 
um, excuse you? How are you going to defeat the Huns? <laughs> I know. I was mad as fuck about that. I'm like, how am I supposed to get motivated to defeat the Huns if there's no song telling me that we need to get down to business? They were trying to make it a more traditional. Excuse Which you? I get. I get. I want the tradition. I absolutely want the more traditional. This is Disney. Culture. I want the traditional everything. But at least leave that song in. Disney always sings. Always. always. Even in Dumbo, they did Baby Mine. Yeah, because I think they're also supposed to be doing a Hercules. And if there's no muses in that, I'm out. I swear to God, if there's no Megara done in there correctly. All right, moving on back to ancient Rome. Yes. Should I just reread that? I don't even oh. know. Yeah, probably since we got distracted on Yeah, we didn't even get in the full sentence. So, <laughs> ancient Rome. The Romans identified satyrs with their own natural spirits, fawns. Although generally similar to satyrs, fawns differed from, uh, with, uh, differed in the way uh, where usually they are seen as shy woodland creatures rather than the drunken, boisterous satyrs of the classical Greeks. Which I kind of love that whole like juxtaposition of like Greeks. These guys are drunk and they want to fuck. And then Romans are like, they're just really cute and timid and just, you know, want to enjoy dancing in the woods. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what? What is that? <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Drunk bastards, sit over there. <laughs> <sighs> Rather than the, oh, I'm sorry, I just read that. Also, fawns generally lack the association. Uh, yeah, the association. Yep. Association Greek satyrs had with secret wisdom. I'm so like, they were dumb. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just—that's exactly why. That's they're, why they're shy and timid, and they don't want to talk to anyone because then they open their mouths and they're like, "Fawns, you don't know anything," and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> We're good at that. <laughs> Are they? Because they don't know things. Apparently so. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I only half paid attention to that series. That's the one thing I get from it is that I say that all the time for no reason at all. It'll, it won't even be like someone not knowing anything. I'll just be like walking up. You know nothing, Jon Snow. That's how I start my conversation. There you go. That's the spirit. I love it. Um, oh, unlike classical Greek satyrs. Oh, I just read that. No, I didn't. <laughs> Free set. <laughs> unlike classical Greek satyrs, fawns were unambiguously yep. goat-like. They had the upper bodies of men, but the, go- uh, the goats. <laughs> but the legs, hooves, and horns of goats. Uh, the first century B.C. Roman poet Lucrecia... I don't fucking care then. The way the pronunciation came out does not sound at all like how it's spelled. I don't like that. Uh, But he mentions them in his lengthy poem, De Rirama Natura? Natura. I don't fucking know. It's a poem. (laughs) It's a poem. (laughs) It's a poem. (laughs) It's all you need to know. And it's lengthy. You go read it yourself. I ain't got time for that. Uh, but that people of his time believed in goat-legged satyrs along with nymphs who lived in the mountains and fawns who played rustic music on stringed instruments and pipes. So the fawns are the orchestra nerds. Yes. Is what we're saying. Satyrs are the jacks. So, in Roman era depiction, satyrs and fawns are both often associated with music and depicted playing the pan pipes or syrings. Or syrings. Uh, The poet Virgil, who flourished during the early years of the Roman Empire, recounts a story in his sixth eclogue 
about two boys who tied up the satyr Silenus while he was in a drunken stupor and forced him to sing them a song about the beginning of the universe. What assholes. Sing us the song, you're the piano man. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> You know what my favorite tweet? tonight. The favorite tweet I ever have about that song is like, for a song called Piano Man, the guy with the harmonica sure won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> like what and then i listened to it again i'm like yeah jesus christ harmonica guys the piano bands <laughs> i want to say it's fucking billy joel playing that part too <gasps> god damn it billy joel i know you it's your song but it's not all about you it's about the piano man right now <laughs> wait, 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 wait so you're gonna tell me the guy who wrote the song piano man played seems, the song seems he's not vain. focusing on the piano so it's that's a little ridiculous you're so vain. You probably, probably think, think the song, song is about you. <laughs> but it is about it. <laughs> no, apparently it's about the harmonica it's man. It's about the piano man. <laughs> <laughs> he is the piano man. That's well, a joke. I don't know uh, anymore. Was it know. a joke? I can't. I don't know. I don't Did understand. he say it was a joke? Did you know him personally? Get yes, Billy, get Billy Joel Thursday on the night. phone right now. <laughs> we have questions that need answers. Every Thursday night. Billy Joel it ain't Leo. <laughs> Billy Joel, do you know, do you do the Twitter? Tweet at us. <laughs> I won't respond because I don't do the Twitter. That's me. Or Instagram. That I know how to do. Holla at your little Mexican girl. Slide in our DMs, but appropriately. She won't holla back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> when was the last time you touched her Twitter? I mean, I, I did recently. And then there was a bunch of DMs where like people were just like speaking in other languages. And I was just like, I wonder what this says. And it was just like basically like... Mm. What's your age? What's your name? And oh, I just creepy. like block. <laughs> if you have to ask, you don't need to know. Exactly. So, <laughs> where was I? The siren head says no. No, um, the siren says it's not your business. Exactly. <laughs> Mind your business. Mind your business. So the first century AD Roman poet Ovid makes Jupiter, the king of the gods, express worry that the viciousness of humans will leave fawns, nymphs, and satyrs without a place to live. Fair. Mm-hmm. So he gives them a home in the forest, woodlands, and mountains, where they will be safe. Ovid also retells the story of Marcius. Marcius' is hubris. He describes a musical contest between Marcius playing the alos and the god Apollo playing the lyre. Marcius loses and Apollo flays him as punishment because, you know, fair. So the Roman naturalist and encyclopedias Pliny the Elder conflated satyrs with gibbons, which he describes using the word satyrus, a Latinized form of the Greek satyros. He characterizes them as a savage and wild people, distinct voice and speech they have none, but instead thereof they keep a horrible gnashing and hideous noise. Rough they are, and hairy all over their bodies. Eyes they have red like the owls, and tooth that they be like dogs. You know, when they say gnashing, the only fucking thing I can think of is a Spongebob movie where they're the goofy goofers place, and they're like, nah, nah, nah. Literally, that's, what, that's my mental image, too. Also, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's owls with red eyes, but I don't think I've seen them. I always feel like orange. Yeah, they I must see like more. orange. I don't know. It's Greek. Maybe they didn't have, maybe their colors were different. <laughs> I don't live in that time. But anyways, it, well, it's like, what was it? Um, July didn't exist for a minute until Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. That's true. Actually, he made, I think, the, he helped make one of the most current calendars that we use. 
Well, like, I would assume the most current calendar is the one we're using now. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he helped. Like, his was very similar to what the one that we use now. It sounds complicated. My calendar is on my phone because I don't have a fucking right. one hanging on my wall. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, is it my turn? I don't remember. Nope, not yet. Okay. So, after antiquity, uh, Middle Ages. Starting in the in late antiquity, Christian writers began to portray satyrs and fauns as dark, evil, and demonic. Who? Jerome described them as symbols of Satan <laughs> on account of their lustfulness. Despite this, however, satyrs were sometimes clearly... Despite this, however, satyrs were sometimes clearly distinguished from demons and sometimes even portrayed as noble. Because Christians believed that the distinction between human and animals were spiritual rather than physical, it was thought that even a satyr could attain salvation. Isidore of Seville records, of, records an anecdote later recanted in the Golden Legend that Anthony the Great encountered a satyr in the desert who asked to pray with him to their common god. But during the Middle Ages, features and characteristics of satyrs and the god Pan, who resemble a sat- who resembled a satyr, became absorbed in traditional Christian iconography of Satan. 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 <laughs> hey, little guy, what's your name? Satan. Satan. <laughs> I mean, I will never be able to find that abridged YouTube series again, I don't think. But that was the best. It was a Pokemon abridged. Oh, yeah. I had to tell the story before. but Or, or Pikachu's leather belt. No. 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 It's abridged. And so, in, you know, you know, Ash wakes up late or whatever and he gets Professor Oak's like lab and he's like, He's like, oh, all the other Pokemon are taken except this one that's possessed or whatever. And you know, it, like, I'll it take comes it. And Ash is like, oh, he's so cute. What's your name, little guy? And the Pikachu's just like, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that? It's the tits. It's great. Uh, any, I love me an, a, a good abridged series. Helsing tops them all easily. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's top tier. Mm-hmm. Top tier. But there's some enjoyable ones. Like I said, I really enjoyed the... Um, Intellect of the joke, yeah, the Dragon Ball Z, where it's just like, hurry up before he dodges. And then the kid, like, dodges. He's like, damn you, Pavlov. Mine is Sailor Moon. Or or the... uh, Because Molly has no toes. (laughs) Or Nappa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, Vegeta. (laughs) (laughs) Can I keep him as a pet? (laughs) No, Nappa, you can't keep him as a pet. Hey, Vegeta. (laughs) What, Nappa? (laughs) I'm gonna keep him as a pet. <laughs> Literally, uh, I'm trying Love to think. It. And then Naruto, when Sasuke, like anytime, like he takes up the turns into substitution jutsu, and he's like, "Why do I keep mistaking logs for people?" <laughs> <laughs> I see that. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. Oh yeah, it's my turn. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. We were distracted by a bridge series. Yes, because they're gods. <laughs> uh, medieval storytellers in Western Europe also frequently. Conf- Conflated, thank you. Conflated satyrs with wild men. Both uh, satyrs and wild men were conceived as part human and part animal, and both were believed to possess unstrained sexual appetites. Who? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stories of wild men during the Middle Ages often had an erotic tone and were primarily told orally by peasants. Peasants. <sighs> <laughs> Got nothing better to do to tell your erotic stories. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got nothing better to do than tell erotic stories to the higher class people. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <sighs> what should we call it? I can't remember now. 
Because Game of Thrones, they had like a whole thing. Or uh, or The Witcher, you know. I haven't watched. They the have Witcher. like the. I've only watched like two episodes. He watched the whole series. I know. I have to finish it. That's but I got good. to the point with the toss the coin to your Witcher, and I feel like that's the most important part of the series. With the what's what are they called? What Don't. do people call, play musician that play music? Bards. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. I knew there was a word for it, and I just couldn't think of it for some reason. But yeah, bards and shit. They'll make up songs about great tales, but also they do humorous ones. Hmm. Yeah, no, but like the toss the coin to the witcher is like stupid catchy. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. I got to that. That's the important point. That's the only reference I need. I feel uh, like there's I so should... many more. Also, look human. You haven't gotten to the references of the fuck. Oh yeah, I do. I do need to get back to that because I do love that. <laughs> um, because he's just constantly like he'll do something and something bad happens. He's just like fuck. <laughs> Or someone would be like, I need you to do this. He's like, I don't want to. But you have to. Destiny. He's like, fuck. Oh. Henry Cavill has no business looking that good in a white wig. <laughs> I feel like I should ask questions, but it'll just drain us away more from our satyrs. Yeah. Also, but one last bit about that. Look Human has, uh, I guess, merch. Because so, it's like coffee mug shirts or whatever. And it's bounce a coin off your witcher. <laughs> and it's a coin hitting his butt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because that ass though. Continue. <laughs> is it America's ass though? No, it's not. Is Which it close enough? If to anyone follows Mark Ruffalo, or you don't, you should just so you can see his iconic Fourth of July post. Oh, I fucking love that of fucking Chris Evans' butt, and he just says "Happy hashtag Fourth of July" with a peach emoji, and I was like, Mark Ruffalo, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Just know that him once- and Hall, uh, Tom Holland. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. How I know. Like, I should follow Tom Holland on Instagram. I like how they're both just like huge nerds of all the other like celebrities. And they're like, guys, you guys are celebrities too. You're popular too. But also Tom Holland, you're low-key my child, but not really. <laughs> but you give me all the maternal feels. Yes. I'm going to reread this sentence because we didn't even finish it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Stories of wild men during the Middle Ages often had an erotic tone and were primarily told orally by peasants, since the clergy officially disapproved of them. Now that sentence is finished. See, we did it, guys. <laughs> we made it. We did it. <laughs> Shots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> in this form, satyrs are sometimes described and represented in medieval beasties, um, where a satyr is often shown dressed in an human skin. In an human skin. Animal. What did I say? Because it's human, it's an animal skin. <laughs> That's very different things. Whatever. So, so they're just trying to practice to be early Leatherface. Maybe they don't want to be human. Bill. Buffalo Bill. Leatherface. No, buff- Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. I've never seen it. He doesn't watch horror movies. I don't. It's not that much of a horror movie. It's more of like it's a mystery gore. suspense. <laughs> and it's iconic. You have to watch it. Would you fuck me? Uh, fuck me. <laughs> that shit's fucked up. It's where um, I put if you watch any skin. of the yeah, I know, uh, I know the movies, yeah. Do you? Yes. I don't know because you don't realize <laughs> Buffalo Bill didn't skin people. Point being, watch Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, it's, but I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He. Skin the people too. Yeah, but Buffalo Bill got his face. Guys, wow, guys, 
They just wanted to look human. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you both right. Stop. <laughs> Animal skin, because apparently human skin's frowned upon. <laughs> That my dear children is called cannibalism, but it's frowned upon in most countries. <laughs> Thanks, Willy Wonka. <laughs> but they were carrying clubs and a serpent. And the um, Aberdeen, mm-hmm. yay, uh, Beastry, the Ashmole Beastry, and M.S. Harley, 3244, a satyr is shown as a nude man holding a wand resembling a jester's club and leading back. Crossed. Crossing his legs. Was his dick flailing out apparently too? I don't know. But let me tell you, it was really hard to find pictures for this week's (laughs) post. And this week I'm just going to try to keep it all pop culture references. There you go. Make sure you have Phil in there. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Um, Satyrs are sometimes just opposed with apes. So compared? Yes. Okay. Um... Which are characterized as physically disgusting and akin akin to the devil. I feel like that's really rude on their part. That's mean. Y'all haters. Um, in other cases, satyrs are usually shown nude. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, be, uh, with enlarged phalli. 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 It's their penis. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to emphasize their sexual nature. In the second family, Beastry, the name Satyr is used as the name of a species of ape, which is described as having a very agreeable face, restless, however, in its twitching movements. Wow. Jesus. Y'all just nasty mean. Uh, The Renaissance. Renaissance. During the Renaissance, Satyrs and Fawns, during the Renaissance, Satyrs and Fawns began to reappear in works of European art. During the Renaissance, no distinctions were made between satyrs and fawns, and both were given human and goat-like features in whatever proportion the artist deemed appropriate. Fair well, enough. why can't we find that shit, then, those appropriate pictures? Well, I mean, it's they're saying it's up to the artist's creative desires on whether or not they're going to be more, like, half and half, or if it's, like, minimal okay. animal features, or if they're just straight-up people. Okay. Uh, the goat-legged satyrs appears at the base of um, Michelangelo's statue Bacchus, Bacchus, the fourteen ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. Renaissance satyrs still sometimes appear in scenes of drunken rivalry, revelry, revelry, yeah, revelry, uh, like those from antiquity. Is that antiquity? Yep. What? <laughs> Killing it. Uh, but they also sometimes appear in family scenes alongside female and infants or child satyrs. This tends, this trend towards more family, what the fuck is that? Familial. Familial. Uh, domestic satyrs may have resulted from confliction with wild men who, especially in Renaissance depictions from German, Germany, mm-hmm. Jesus, were often portrayed as living Relentlessly peaceful lives. Relatively. <laughs> We're peaceful as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively. Relatively. <laughs> yes, because that makes more sense. <laughs> We're so peaceful, you don't even know. 
Yes, but they live those peaceful lives with their families in the wilderness. Uh, the most famous representation. Thank you. Of a domestic satyr is Albrecht. Albrecht Durer. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try to say that again. No, no but in uh, 1505, engraving the satyr's family, which has been widely reproduced and imitated. This uh, popular portrayal of satyrs and wild men may have also helped give rise to the late European concept of noble savage. Um, so satyrs occupied a paradoxical liminal space in Renaissance art, not only because they were part human and part beast, but also because they were both antique and natural. Huh. They were a classical origin, but had iconographical canon of their own very different from the standard representation of gods and heroes. They could be used to embody what Stephen J. Campbell calls monstrous double of the category in which human beings often place themselves. It is in this aspect that satyrs appear in Jacopo de Barbari's 1495 series of prints depicting satyrs and naked men in combat. Ooh. I mean, hey, do what you gotta do. I mean, they used to do that. So. Beowulf. Remember the book one? Well, obviously, we prefer the book, but also the movie was pretty funny. I didn't funny. see the movie because I was in trouble. Oh. So <laughs> we, we went on a field trip to see it, and, like, through the whole fight scene where he's fighting naked, they, like, strategically, like, oh. shield him. It's almost like the... If you've seen the Simpsons movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you've seen the Simpsons movie where Bart like goes like loses some kind of dare or whatever and he has to oh, scare oh, and, yeah. it, and they work so hard covering it and then there's a quick blip yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, all right. I didn't think that was necessary, but okay, do you? You guys are used to TV rules, mm-hmm. but where was I? Oh, and in Pierre du, uh, Piero di Cosimil, uh, Stories of Primitive Man, inspired by Lucrezia, um, so, Lucrezia's. Satyrs became seen as pre-human, embodying all the traits of savagery and barbarism, or barbarism. Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> and barbarism, or barbarism, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can't stop. Associated with animals, but in human-like bodies. Early modern period. So in the 1560 Geneva Bible, the word sire in both of the instances in Isaiah is translated into English as satyr. The 1611 King James Version follows this translation and likewise reader, uh, renders sayer as satyr. Edward states that the King James Version's translation of this phrase and others like it was intended to reduce the strangeness and unfamiliarity of the creatures described in the original Hebrew text by rendering them as names of familiar entities. Which is kind of fucking lame because, you know what? Give us more interesting creatures to learn about. Mm-hmm. I still want to do one about a golem after We're I watch that it. movie, though. Do it. Anyways, where did I leave Edmund. off? Edmund. Uh, Edmund Spencer refers to a group of woodland creatures as satyrs in his epic poem, The Fairy Queen. In Canto VI, uh, Una is wandering through the forest when she stumbles upon a trope of fawns and satyrs far away within the wood were dancing in a round. Although satyrs are often negatively characterized in Greek and Roman mythology, the satyrs in this poem are docile, helpful creatures. This is evident by the way they help protect Una from Sansloy. Sylvanus, the leader, and the rest of the satyrs become enamored by Una's beauty and begin to worship her as a deity. However, 
The satyrs prove to be simple-minded creatures because they begin to worship the donkey she was riding. <sighs> Which gives me, as I was telling Austin earlier, very much aliens from Toy Story vibe. The, the claw. claw. <laughs> I love that shit. I can't remember exactly what they say. And then they're just like, something, something, something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So there's nothing more that I love than like there being like kind of like a lesser being creature. And then they, oh, what is it? Um, Like in Men in Black. When they go to the locker. Oh. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like they're like, he act, they act like he's his like. Their, their god and deity. And then they switch over to Jay. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. they took the watch. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, wait, wait. He's like, I got you guys. He's like, here you go. And they're just like, what's your name, stranger? Jay? Jay? <laughs> Jay? <laughs> so good. It's hilarious. Simple-minded and creatures are awesome. It. What's your name, stranger? <laughs> he's like, uh, Jay? <laughs> so good. <gasps> yes. Anyway. Uh, relationships between satyrs and nymphs of this period are often portrayed as consensual. This trend is amplified by the 1623 painting Satyr and Nymph by Garid von, what was that, Haunthorse? Yeah. Uh, which depicts a satisfied satyr and nymph lustfully <laughs> fondling each other after engaging in obviously consensual sex. How was it obviously I, consensual? I don't know. You, that was you like can't tell from this painting. Listen, there's no backstory. It's not a painted, painted series of paintings where it's just like... And then here you see penetration. <laughs> more <laughs> penetration, satisfied, <laughs> maybe a little bit more. And now here we go here <laughs> with the fondling aftertouch. Oh, I mean, but also, like, can we get the dinner beforehand? Right? <laughs> Maybe that's why they should drink. <laughs> Maybe that's why they have the pictures of like the fruits and stuff. Scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, even during this period, however, depictions of satyrs uncovering sleeping nymphs are still common. Indicating. Thank you. Indicating that their traditional traditional association with rape and sexual violence have been forgotten. Have not been forgotten. Oh, okay, not forgotten. Because I think there that was one of the picture options where I was like, mm. but then it was like too much boobs. You didn't want to like put a sticker on them? I mean, I could have, but that seems like a lot of work. That's funny though. And also it's not something I'm thinking of at you like two in the morning. little winky. Like the tongue ones or something. Uh. <laughs> or... I want Jeannie Pocahontas. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why. Pocahontas. <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with it, but for some reason I just thought of that. Why don't they have little emojis of like little milk cartons too? That'd be funny as shit. <laughs> 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 you know, boobs. Boobs. Feed your children. <laughs> they're not just to be sexualized, they're also for feeding children. Yes. Yeah, but. They're not your toys, damn it. <laughs> We're women and we have rights. <laughs> anyway, the 19th century. <laughs> and that was Feminism Corner with Burr. <laughs> You're welcome. During the 19th century, satyrs and nymphs um, came to often functions as a means of representing sexuality without, without offending Victorian moral sensibilities. And then novel, The Marble Fawn, of 1860 by the 
American author Nathaniel Hawthorne, the Italian Count mm-hmm. Donatello, is described as bearing a res- remarkable resemblance to one of the Prox Italy's um, marble satyr statues. Like the satyrs of Greek legend, Donatello's has a carefree nature. This, as- I'm sorry, his association with satyrs is further cemented by his intense sexual attraction to the um, American woman, Miriam. I just love that he's like, he's really attracted to this woman. He must be a satyr. Right? It's like, what? Like, I mean, I get like, if it was all women. But if we're going really specific, like, it's a little too specific. Was he found outside of Miriam's window? I mean. That's a possibility. Plausible. Because, you know. He a creep. Victorian era. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Stalking isn't real then. Never. Anyways. Uh, so going on into the late 19th century, German existentialist philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche was either unaware or of or chose to ignore the fact that in all the earliest representations, satyrs are depicted as horse-like. He accordingly defined a satyr as a bearded creature who derived his name and attributes from the goat. Friedrich excluded the horse-like satyrs of Greek tradition from his consideration entirely and argued that tragedy had originated from a chorus of men dressed up as satyrs or goats. Thus, Friedrich held that tragedy had begun as a Dionysian uh, Dionysian activity. He was also, uh, he was the first modern scholar to realize the full importance of satyrs in Greek culture and tradition as Dionysian symbols of humanity's close ties to the animal kingdom. Like the Greeks, he envisioned satyrs as essentially human, stripped down to their most basic and bestial instincts. So going into 20th and 21st centuries, woo, modern stuff. Yeah. Kind of. The 1917 Italian silent film, Il Fano, directed by Febo Mari, is about a statue of a fawn who comes to life and falls in love with a female model. Fawns appear in the animated dramatization of Ludwig van Ludwig. Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony No. 6, 1808, in the 1940 Disney animated film Fantasia. Their goat legs are portrayed as brightly colored, but their hooves are black. They play the pan pipes and, like traditional satyrs and fawns, are portrayed as mischievous. Though the fawns are not portrayed as overtly sexual, they do assist the cubits in pairing the centaurs into couples. Yeah. Also, pretty racist. I mean, there's at least one part of it. I can't, I can picture it in my head, but I can't remember the rest of it. I haven't watched Fantasia in a hot minute. I have it on VHS. I'll have to pull it out. Well, it's probably on Disney Plus, I think. Maybe. Yeah, we'll have to look. I did like that one, especially with the I hippos. I think some of them were, if it's, if I remember correctly, that I know some older movies, the ones that are blatantly racist cough songs of the South, um, obviously aren't on there, but anything with like mild. Or not mild, but smaller scenes of racism have at least, like, content warnings. I think so. I'm not sure. Which I think is hilarious because, like, um, they finally are remodeling Splash Mountain after years. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of people, like, don't know about Songs of the South. So they don't realize what it's based off of. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like that's why it's gone on for as long as it has, which realistically it should have been their responsibility to like them educate themselves being aware of their own history as well, a company. I mean, 
once it it was released like way back when like maybe in the early 70s we're talking about the rabbit with the, and they, the tar babies and the bears yeah, right? yeah. That's okay. yeah yeah and like ever since then it had never been reprinted oh yeah i'm not saying that it. it's something that it's in constant you don't yes i do those walt disney books that i have it has it no 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 it was a movie she we have that, that too it's downstairs. It's in a yellow tape oh, thing. Oh, okay, yeah. But the children will never see it. No. Um, but like you're saying, so I'm saying themselves as a company, like as going through the year should realize that they need to grow. But anyways, but like I said, regardless, they are fixing it, and I think they're turning it into a Princess and the Frog theme. That's cute. Which I enjoy, but also really was wanting an Emperor's New Groove water ride. But, oh, no, you know. No. Perfect. Oh, but, you know, we all can't have everything. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we can't have what we want all the time. And God damn it. Everyone start watching the Emperor's New Groove. like, Cusco's Tower. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Cusco's Topia. Complete with water slide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, like, the Songs of the South with the Tar Babies and stuff like that. That's one of the first books my grandma tried to have me read. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, Grandma. Wow. Yeah. She's in her 90s, so there's not much that we can do now. <laughs> 90s and senile. Like, guys, this is as good as it's going to get. I love my grandma. <laughs> but rounding it up. Yes. Yes. Um, a fawn named Mr. Tomness appears in the classical juvenile fantasy novel, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, 1950, by um, C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tomness has goat legs and horns, but also a long a long tail enough for him to carry it from um, dragging in the snow. And I can't remember if they had him doing that in the movie. I remember reading that in the book, but I can't remember. It's no, so he has a little stubby, I think. Yeah. Also, do you know who plays Mr. Tumnus? Who? Um, I can't remember the actor's name right now, of course. James McAvoy just came to me. I was like, I know it's going to come to me eventually. But, uh, you know, Split... I don't know. I know what you're Was talking that about. Was that that one horror movie? Yeah, Split. And then I haven't they seen did that one. Glass. I haven't seen um, that. I'm trying to remember I what else Ward, he's in. But not Split. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I can't think of anything else he's in. But yeah, it was just like so random. It's Again, it's one of those things where it's just like you don't think about who that actor or actress is. And then you see them. And then it hits you years later. Like Hawkeye's wife was Velma. Yeah. Freaking dude from the Insidious and Conjuring movies Wait, was Raul. Out. We discussed guy, this before. The guy from Hawkeye. No. Hawkeye's wife. In the movie. In the movie. Played Velma. We've discussed this before. I know, it's mind-boggling, right? Man. She settled hard. Also, she's in Legally Blonde. She was the daughter that killed the dad. Oh, where she's just like, I got a perm. And then I took a shower. And she's like, you can't take a shower immediately after having a perm. And she's just like, you took a shower? She's just like, yes. We discussed this like five times. She's just like, how long have you been getting these perms? <laughs> like, oh my God. I love that movie. I don't care. It's great. <sighs> if you haven't seen that movie, you have to see it. It's fucking hilarious. It kills me every time. Hell is amazing. Anyways, back to Mr. Yes. Tumnus. Yeah, Mr. Tumnus. Hard, hard <laughs> sidetracked into Legally Blonde. <laughs> Um, he is a domesticated f- uh, figure who lacks the bodiness mm-hmm. 
and hypersexuality that characterized classical satyrs and fauns. Instead, Mr. Thomas wears a scarf and carries an umbrella and lives in a cozy cave with works such as The Life and Letters of Silenos, Nymphs and Their Ways, and Is Man a Myth? Which, again, not so sure if that's a detail that was put in the movie, but I'm pretty sure I remember that. I think they do. I remember he does something, too, and, like, there's dancing satyrs and stuff like that. Oh, in the fire. Well, yeah, yeah. because the whole point is he's trying, and I cut that out because it kind of went on lengthy, Um, but the whole point is initially when Lucy first goes into the wardrobe, he his role is to try and, like, Lure, the Lure her, like, put her into a sleep and then give her over to the white mm-hmm. witch. But he fails and then gets kidnapped. Because he's just like... Because he was too I like kind. her. She's nice yeah. and she can't be bad. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the movie goes forth. Yes. Uh, a satyr named Grover Underwood appears in a young adult fantasy novel, The Lightning Thief, of 2005 by American author Rick Ro- Ro- Reardon. Reardon? Mm-hmm. Yes. As well as in uh, subsequent, subsequent thank you, novels in the series Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Though consistently referred to as a satyr, Grover is described as having goat legs, pointed ears, and horns. He is the loyal protector of the main character, Percy Jackson. Yay. And then obviously Hercules, but I figured I didn't need to add that to pop culture yeah, because I knew that. we were going to be quoting that throughout like the whole damn thing. Oh, and Pan's Labyrinth, too. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, shit. And I mean, we did talk about it a little bit last episode, but yeah, Pan's mm-hmm. Labyrinth, so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than Fantasia, I mean, that's all I can really think of for movies. I Off think the there's top one other one, but I can't. I'm old and see now. What do I know? Literally. I hardly remember half the things they talk about before. So yeah, guys, that's it. We finally finished Satyrs Part 2. You don't have to hear about Satyr penises anymore. Except we're probably going to talk about it periodically through every episode from here on out. It's going to be fucking hilarious. It's going to be like Just like we do with octopus tentacles. Which one is 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 its penis? We need to know. We have questions that aren't answered. We need to know. Which one's your penis? (laughs) (laughs) Which one it be? Uh, I still think my favorite was whatever song you came up with. I'm like doing something. I'm like, I can't see shit. She's like, she can't see. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was about to be upset, but it's true. (laughs) You're welcome. Burr or Wokey Songtress. I'm your siren of the sea. Right. Literally. (laughs) I know. Now that we've got the hair dyed. Felix is going to wake up and be like, I knew my mom was a mermaid. <laughs> I know. We'll have to post pictures of updated hair, especially there's a strange man across from us. I know, now. right? This stranger danger. But yeah, so, I don't know. Any other comments on satyrs? Their penises are big, apparently. <laughs> the amount of satyr penis I saw trying to pick out pictures last week. <laughs> I literally had to text Bird Austin and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like Greeks, calm yourself. <laughs> Ancient Greeks, not current Greeks, because you know, obviously, y'all aren't still doing that unless you are. Then, whatever. Good for you. Good on you. You, you do you. No judging. I'ma mind my business. <laughs> like I do with Siren Head. I'm like, I'ma just keep on walking. You do. You do you. You do your erotic paintings. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> your erotic vases. Yeah. None yeah. of my business. Not my business. Not today, at least. But at the fact that we realize things aren't our business, 
probably a good time to get on boot scooting and finishing up. So anyways, goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, wait, subscribe, follow, donate. donate. Not bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye.